This time on Whatever We Want, we talk about Thor 4, Thor Love and Thunder. Daniel and I actually are in person, as you can see, and we went to the cast oh, yeah. and crew screening. So we talk about our experience there. We also talk about our just overall review of the movie Thor 4. Spoilers, major huge big spoilers ahead. There are time codes down in the description if you'd like to jump around different points in the episode. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back to Whatever We Want, where we review content across all mediums and media, movies, TV shows, video games, and beyond to give you the most interesting behind-the-scenes insights, storytelling techniques, all that jazz, and more. We go over Star Wars, Marvel, Pixar, Disney, and more. Without further ado, let's jump into the show. Pre-bada, pre-pre-bada, bada, beautiful butter, Daniel. How's it going, my friend? It's going pretty good, man. Things are different this time a little bit, aren't they? Yeah, we are in person together. This is our first time doing an in-person podcast, and yeah. I'm a little nervous because we're so close. We're kind of trying to do two different mics to have the best audio quality for you, but I'm worried that like if we talk over each other too much, like it'll be really weird. We'll work it out. We'll work it out. Yeah. And by we, I mean Jake. He's going to be doing all the editing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> my painful cry there. So yeah, apologies if there's any like technical weirdness happening, but we're trying our best. And also, you might be wondering for our video podcast viewers why we're wearing these beautiful hats. It's our three-year podcast anniversary, which is crazy to think about, dude. Three years. Yeah, we've come. It's a crazy long way from no audio. Wait, from no <laughs> video to video separate to videos sorry we've had a long day yeah no audio podcast that, that would be a new one <laughs> it's just a silent podcast like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah so again this is our first in-person podcast ever so apologies if, if it's like awkward at all for the like audio quality off we're we like are here but like i don't really we want to look at you too much because i'm worried like it'll like make my audio drift or like interfere See, that's the thing. i like can move i don't want to move too much but like i yeah, daniel's literally holding his i'm mic. holding my mic Just so, get arm workout. thank you for doing that yeah so it's been a long day we saw the thor love and thunder the four the four yeah we were recording this on <laughs> wednesday so this is actually before the four <laughs> comes out <laughs> to the world yeah we went to the cast and crew screening which um, is crazy yeah because i worked on the four thor four uh like my name's in the credits it's my first feature Dude, when credit. We, oh my god when, when it came up on screen i literally like pointed at it like a kid in the candy shop i was like <laughs> look there it is i know him <laughs> but yeah so that was super fun and we're gonna talk about that but before that we were talking about this but like you heard about the rolling stones like 50 top superhero yes films. yes this is also so weird because you can just see my notes like i can't surprise you unless you just don't look at that don't look at that yeah what the heck is the main segment about oh my yeah, goodness yeah i haven't updated the main segment it's still listed as kenobi but um the rolling stones released their list of the top 50 superhero films of all time and some of them are a little odd on there like, i don't i don't agree with the list at all mega mime is on there which i think is fair yeah, like there's definitely the, some good but like multiverse of madness was on there and i was like i don't know and like captain america civil war wasn't on there so like how accurate can it be but we had an idea. Sorry, you were going to say? No, I was just saying, the list that they came out with was more, like, politically based instead of it being, like, art-based, you know? Yeah, we don't want to get into politics. Exactly. Dude. So, yeah, we're, we had an idea potentially of, like, going through and, like, watching the films on that list that we haven't seen and, like, doing, like, movie commentaries, but dude, not necessarily... you need to see The Rocketeer. A podcast? Yeah, I have not seen that. So, we shall see. But, so let us know maybe if you want to see that. My hair's, like, all over the place, but it's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, me kinda too. Wild. Yeah, we're jumping <laughs> into the main segment, the four thor love and thunder 
So, I mean, I feel like we should talk a little bit about of our experience just going to the cast and crew screening. Well, I was there first. Let's bring it off like that. Yeah, so, so I had to work all day. Dan, that's why Daniel's in California also. Like, yeah, I'm here. to say yeah. that. Daniel's in person, uh, which is really awesome. It's been great seeing you and visiting. Yeah, um, it's been great being out here and being able to have the opportunity, dude. Yeah, so over 4th of July weekend. And yeah, so we came out for the, the four screening and we did like some other things too. But yeah, so you went there like pretty early. The screening opening yeah. opened at 6. I was still working at six i've actually worked to work a little late past six so you were there you got our tickets yeah which like i don't want to like give away anything but like they looked like they were easily like forged. we could totally <laughs> forge them dude that's the thing like it's simple photoshop and you're good i mean i'm not saying to do it okay yeah don't do it but it could be done but thank you marvel yeah, yeah. we're like marvel <laughs> gave us this opportunity and we're like actually you could easily get a no yeah so i mean it was really cool and i just we're gonna go over our review of the movie as well oh yeah but oh, yeah. i just want to put a little disclaimer i know we've talked about this on the podcast before but my perception of movies heavily depends on where i'm seeing the movie at and we just saw it literally like an hour ago yeah. as of recording this because daniel flies out tomorrow at the cast and crew screening like we were sitting next to someone who was like the guy the vfx guy on set in the la division that like has the spins the ball around so yeah the they reflection get, like, sphere so they can do hdris and all that yeah so like, like that yeah. was really cool we were just chatting next to him we talked to someone else who was the plus one of um someone that did like avatars maybe like 3d work i don't mm -hmm. know he didn't really know what his his boyfriend did but yeah it was cool chatting to him yeah it was a cool experience had popcorn and I was yeah. gassy like the whole time. That was the only bad yeah, thing. Yeah, Daniel though. was I like, okay, we got butter on our popcorn, and I guess that makes me gassy. I don't know, but I was like burping <laughs> like every now and then. I was just like, no, I was trying to hold it in. But we got like to the super quiet moment. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that all went factored into our perception of the movie. Yeah. Do you have any other last minute thoughts on just the screening itself? It was in this really amazing theater. Yeah, like, that's the thing. We should talk about the theater too. Like the theater itself was beautiful. It was like in Beverly Hills. I don't want to give away too much because I don't know like if I'm supposed to give yeah, away yeah, too much. I, but we can say this is beautiful it's it like big. much larger than a like a regular theater you know yeah it made me think of like a classical theater in a way you know what i mean yeah there was like a minions theater right next to the theater we were in <laughs> like they had like ads for minions yeah it was just a really cool experience okay you ready to jump into the review the four the four i have some notes on my phone and the computer just did you write that while we were driving Oh, no, 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 when no, we, were we were walking, walking to the car. Okay, I was going to say. Don't text and drive, kids. Seriously. What do you think just overall? Honestly, I do think it was a good movie. I don't think it was good as Ragnarok, in my opinion, honestly. Yeah, no, Ragnarok, I feel like, was better, but this one had more, at least in my opinion, artistic tones to it. Yes. Especially when we get to, like, other later fights and just sequences in general. Yeah, I do have that written down. Again, pacing. Pacing is good. It felt fast. Yes. Like, they're hitting their beats quickly. I didn't feel like I had time to breathe, but it was also makes sense because we've already established, like, Jane as the love interest, so that makes yeah. sense. But I still was like, I kind of, like, want time to breathe a little bit. I don't know. I, again, I have to sit with it for a while. I, I, again, don't know. I might have been, like, swept up in the moment and not really, like, paying attention to the movie as much as I should have, but... Yeah, we'll see. I think also just kind of going back, this is like a really full circle moment for me. Just like thinking of like my name's in the credits now, but like I started out Thor 1 came out when I was, I think, 12. Yeah, I was going to say like thir 12 20, or 13. 2011, yeah. like 12. Then like a few years later, that was like my first makeout movie was Thor. <laughs> so it went from being my first makeout movie to now my name's in the credits. I went to the cast and crew screen. So I think that's a very cool like full circle moment you know yeah especially because yeah. it's thor the love and thunder it's about love there you go oh yeah, yeah we forgot there was a uh, the like 
head of Marvel. Oh yeah. Um, hold Not, on. It wasn't Kevin Feige. It was. It was. It was a uh, Victoria. I have her name. Victoria Alonzo. She's the president of physical post-production VFX and animation at Marvel. She gave like a whole like cool speech and all that. Very cool speech. Yeah. And there was like a, I don't want to give away the thing at the end yeah. of the day because I don't know if that's like a Marvel th- like trade secret they do. Yeah. So, but like there was a really cool just like felt like. Like team cool, moment. Yeah. Yeah. Like team moment kind of at the end and that we got to be a part of, which was really awesome. And she said she's been, she's been doing it for like a while. And again, I don't want to give away the like ins and out to her speech, but like she gave a very nice speech beforehand and has been doing it apparently for like most of the films at these like cast and crew screenings. But it was really cool that she was just like there give, like talking to us before this movie also, before the four what did you think that there was like no premieres or anything i just jumped right into it yeah i thought was, that was very like i liked it i mean i mean oh. I, it was yeah like it just jumped right in the movie because like they didn't put ads before because it was just like a screening yeah but yeah i don't know i kind of like i like that a lot honestly I, yeah it felt so dramatic because you're just so used to seeing premier, but like it, especially with the tone that started off with with it being yeah. all serious like just boom it was boom I, I you looking for this yeah so Let's talk about the film itself, the plot. Yes. So Christian Bale, I thought was a standout. Dude. Did a great job, in my opinion. He'll, I mean, he always kills it. Yeah. But like this it was, was so like, creepy. This movie had more horror aspects to it than Multiverse of Madness, in my uh, opinion. At least okay. I feel like they hit better. There were certain moments, yeah, definitely, like the shadow creatures and stuff. Mm-hmm. That that was a cool aspect of. I feel like she's me. And also, Christian Bale's, like, motivation was definitely there, like, with his daughter. I saw, like, an interview that with, with him that he saw people online were saying, like, Christian Bale's joined the MCU, and he, he didn't know what that was. He didn't know what that was, So he yeah. was like, what? He thought he joined... Like, I didn't join anything! Yeah, he <laughs> thought he joined, like, a cult accidentally or something. Imagine that, accidentally joining a cult as you enter Marvel. <laughs> kind of is. Sort of yeah, similar, honestly, a little bit. But it's not a bad one to be in, you know? Yeah. Bunch of friendly people. Yeah. I mean, the thing you were talking about, I think, with the creative fights like the 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 black and white fight in like the shadow realm. yes that's how dude really that was cool. cool also the contrast when it was like them fighting the gods or specifically like zeus and like the guards oh, yeah because yeah. you had like full colorful vibrancy like in that scene and then instantly just direct contrast to like literally just no color and it, yeah. it was just so epic I, I liked again it kind of felt like almost anime inspired that black and white fight in the shadow realm like there was such creative like camera angles and like when they were fighting these giant shadow creatures but then there was like a spark of color with like valkyrie like with the mm-hmm. lightning bolt and stuff i just really love that like stylized fight i thought that was really freaking cool you know what else was really freaking cool chris hemsworth's butt, butt. The, the president <laughs> the president of marvel again she came up in her speech and was like because you're allowed to bring a plus one that's how daniel got to come in with me um to the cast and crew <laughs> screening and she was like i know some plus ones like are like little kids producers like kids she was like just be aware that there's like three seconds of like thor nudity and so it was cool that we got that warning but as it was approaching everyone kind of like leaned (laughs) i really liked his like tattoo on his back i'll do the loki Loki. yeah (laughs) yes that also just that opening scene with taika watiti again with the pacing it just like it felt like it almost like erased everything all the character development or just like kind of reset the character development and problems that he was set up with at the end of Endgame. like it just like wiped away his like fat bod by like going on like a quest then got rid of him with the guardians within like the first 10 minutes which like i didn't really mind but i kind of maybe wanted to see that a little bit a more. Little more but again if there is one if there is a way you're going to breeze past that i feel like taika watiti narration as korg is like the way to do yeah, it yeah that was the perfect way to do it honestly especially with the tone of this film yeah also i, I think it kind of makes sense that the work kind of annoyed the guardians to a point to where they're just yeah. like i right, get out of here you know yeah so 
it kind of worked out. So the stuff that I worked on, that's some of the stuff I actually saw was with the Guardian stuff in the very beginning. Yeah. Um, Daniel was like, every time you see something that like you worked on, nudge me. And like at the very beginning, I was like nudging him. You were nudging me a lot in the beginning. Yeah. Like, ah. My company does a lot of like holograms and stuff. Yeah, I saw Lady Sif give her distress call. That was like one of the first things I saw like months ago. So like I knew like that was like the inciting incident, how Thor's revealed it. So I like knew the plot to the movie like months ago before the trailer came out. And I was like, just having to keep it inside and not tell anyone. Yeah, but that was cool. And then also it was interesting seeing like what was cut because I had seen earlier stuff. Like, for example, in uh, Jane's when Jane is learning about that she has cancer and like Googling new Asgard, there's like a scene where she's on her laptop and that was a scene that my company did. And there was a whole sequence, you know, the old spice part. Yeah. yeah, the old, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> the old spice, like Valkyrie, the commercial that was supposed to actually play as a YouTube ad while Jane was looking up stuff on her laptop. And then it was supposed to be another video of like an ad for new Asgard, but that was cut and it was kind of condensed into just like the establishing shots of new Asgard and like Valkyrie's like day to day life. So I thought that was just really interesting that that was cut yeah kind of cool to see like behind the scenes that's an exclusive no one else <laughs> knows that really except for like all the other people at marvel but they don't talk about it on a show <laughs> what did you think of the uh play oh my gosh matt damon got so much more screen time right <laughs> that was funny and then, like uh, thor is played by chris hemsworth's like real brother oh wait i need to look up dude you know what should be a good deleted scene what remember how they said like after all the kids were taken they're like should we should we do a play to oh yeah the they actually do that yeah, that'd be they, hilarious as like a deleted scene or something. I also don't know if this, I saw this, I mentioned this to you like while we were in the theater, people probably annoyed us because we were like geeking out about Easter eggs, but I felt like one of the new Asgard guys was Thor's roommate from that short film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After Civil War, you know, when he's like on Earth and living with, uh, what's his face? Gary? Uh, I don't know. Is that him? No, that's totally him. I think that might be him. So there's a there's a Thor short called Team Thor, and it's like a little spoof that Chris Hemsworth and Marvel filmed after uh, Civil War because like he wasn't on any team, and so this was him kind of being bitter that he wasn't on a team, and he's just living with his roommate. I think the roommate was brought back for this, potentially. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's dude, the same No, guy. that's 100% him. Are you kidding me? That's 100%. I'd have to see it again, but yeah, it might be. So I think that was just a cool little Easter egg, and we caught that, if that is true. If not... Don't mention it. <laughs> what do you think of the goats? I felt like they were, f- they had their moments. They, she, the, the Marvel president also mentioned that in her speech. She was like, there's, there's a movie about goats. There's like Thor, like yeah, love, true. Thunder, about that. And, and goats. goats. Greatest of all time. And real goats. It was just really <laughs> funny. Yeah. And the goats, dude, the freaking scream just constantly. Like I thought yeah. it would get old. I honestly didn't mind it. I thought it was really no, funny, no, especially like, when they come crashing into the like. Dude, when they, yeah, that, I love that. Yeah, bit. To that like was Zeus's funny. planet, whatever the heck that was called. Oh no, I was talking about when they went to the shadow planet and they, like they literally because oh, it they, looks so big, but then they just crashed right into yeah, it. Yeah, good old perspective humor. I love that stuff. But that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of uh, just like I don't know? I feel like the core of this story almost not didn't let me down, but like because it was so fast, like I just I don't know if I didn't connect with it because I was like so focused on like oh I'm at the premiere, but like. Like, with Thor and Jane's relationship, like, I feel like we've seen that before. But it is about, I guess, like, I guess it's about, like, Thor losing someone he loved and, like, becoming a father, almost. I just felt like the father thing was tacked on, like, right at the end a little bit. Like No, because that that was the whole point of it. I guess, well, like, actually, no, I guess you're right, because I guess he's, like, taking care of kids throughout. That's, like, the whole point of it. Okay, that makes sense. It's not about him going, because before Thor was about Before Thor. Before? Yeah, before Thor. Yeah. (laughs) It was about him going on his adventures and, and, uh... Finding himself. I guess that's him finding himself. That's his new purpose in life is like being a dad. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I think it's a good, good, 
nice place for him to settle into and tackle new battles like that, you know? The four. The five. What is it going to be the five? Yeah. Do you think we'll have a the five? Thor five? Love, thunder, and... Teenage years. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> uh, I mean, they said Thor will return. Yeah, the... so he's going to return. But Wasn't he signed on for like six films in total? I don't know, but I was thinking, it said Thor will return in the post-credits. Does that mean Jane Foster? Because she's also Thor now. So she's in Valhalla. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Because she's in Valhalla. Can they escape there? That depends. Because there's different planes of existence after you die, right? For example, we've seen with Black Panther, they have... The astral plane, whatever. Uh, yeah, the astral plane with Moon Knight, you get the desert sands of death. The, 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 the field of reeds. The field of <laughs> and reed, the field of reeds, Reed Richards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the reeds. Yeah. So it's nice to see that we're getting all these different planes of existence in the afterlife. One of, one of the planes is just a plane. Yeah, literally. So <laughs> it has all the planes from all the Marvel movies, like Captain America, the plane he went down in, and uh, that was the only plane I could remember off the top of my head. <laughs> what other planes are there? <laughs> I feel like there's other planes in the MCU. I started thinking about helicopters, like the helicopter that crashed when the Fury got dusted, but it's not a plane. And, yeah, the, that you know what? That fits. And also like the helicopter that Captain America holds. Mm, yeah, it goes his like, yeah. Arms. Has his little chest moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> well, no. So here's what I'm trying to bring up with back that. Back to the tank. Is like, because there's a lot of times in Marvel Comics where people are brought back, especially from like hell, you know? Yeah. So I wonder if we're going to be getting into hell as like another plane of like afterlife. I mean, we are seeing the gods, maybe like Hades or something. That'd be, that would be crazy to see. Yeah. And then being able to then bring people like that back. What do you think of the gods and i think it was very well done like zeus and we got the hercules post yes dude the hercules thing i was waiting for hercules for so long he's like a mix between if i recall right like how it's done in marvel like between captain america and like a superman kind of thing like he can't do like i don't think he can fly or anything but he has like super immense strength and all okay he's hercules it's gonna be interesting to see how he interacts with the marvel heroes in this case including if they come up with the west coast avengers or like the like the dark avengers kind of starting to see formation of some groups like that so i want to see how that would interact yeah i thought korg was gone honestly dude i almost lost it i don't know i kind of i thought they were gonna do it but then freaking thor just like wrecking zeus i thought i thought he was gonna stay dead yeah same Uh, but yeah i thought it was crazy that like he i thought he died I thought they killed Zeus, and I was like, whoa, that's going to have well, some repercussions. Well, that brings a good point. Like, how would you kill Zeus or, like, a higher god then? I thought it made sense because it was his own, own lightning thing. bolt. It could have yeah. done it. No Odin, no Loki in this? Well, technically, there was uh not No real, not the <laughs> not the play. I thought it was interesting. Well, that's the thing. I mean, first Thor movie without it. Do you think Odin is in Valhalla? Oh, right. Um... I think it could be. That could be a way to bring him back, but that also feels a little like... But he didn't die in battle. That's a point Thor made throughout this film. Like, you have to die in battle. But he had the same, like, effect as Jane disappearing. Does that mean anything? Or is that just how gods die? Or does that mean you're going to Valhalla? I don't know. That's a good point. Did we see Idris Elba, like, disintegrate like that? I don't think we did. I don't think we did. I th- he just died. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he, you, you could argue, like, he died in the battle of, like, life. Or, like, he was in so many battles. That, I don't Everyone know. Everyone dies in the battle of life. That's yeah. called life. So maybe maybe <laughs> that's maybe that's the secret of Valhalla. Like, they all go there or something. I don't know. You They could argue he was constantly battling, keeping back Hela. And then he lost the battle and died. And that's how she that came back. That is true. That is honestly true. I could see that being argued there. Yeah. Okay. This is the first Marvel character that's gotten a fourth movie. Mm-hmm. Do you think we'll start seeing more... Oh yeah, Spider-Man. like I think we could see oh, yeah. Spider-Man, but besides that, I don't know if we will. No, no, we will. We will. we. Def- Who do you think would be? We're not gonna see Iron Man or Cap. Well, no, I think it'd definitely be Spider-Man. Yeah, they set that up. 
Um, no one else is like close to three, even. Well, that's the thing. I think when we start getting the higher numbers, it's going to be first thing who works out from these shows, right? So, like, who works out? Like, if Moon Knight does good enough, he's going to be. Getting, I don't like, think a, we'll get four Moon Knight films. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying like directly Moon Knight. Like, say it's like a Defenders thing or like a. No, yeah, no, but I mean solo films. Oh, like solo? Then, eh. I don't think we'll get four, like, yeah. Because really, you only have Spidey, then, in that case, right now. Or right Strange. Now. You can have Strange. But he's only has two, so. Yeah, like, I don't think we'll get, like, four Shang-Chi movies or anything, for a while, at least. But, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I think we'll see Thor, I guess, in another Avengers things. I don't think there's will be plans to do, like, a Marvel, like, a Thor 5 soon. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. Depends on this reception. What did you think of the fight at the doorway of Eternity? I was a little, like, okay, now all the kids have Thor powers? Like, that just seemed, like, a little out of left field to me. I mean, I like that Thor could realize that he could enchant things, too. That I was guess a good that part was his, there. part of his, again, like, becoming, like, a dad. But it just felt like... It was funny. Like, don't get me wrong. The gags with, like, the girl with the uh, stuffed animal shooting laser yeah, eyes, yeah, yeah. lightning eyes was really funny. And, like, I felt like Axel, Idris Elba's kid, had, like, some cool Yes, moments. he definitely had his key moments there. But, yeah, I just felt like I, I just didn't care about the kids that much because I didn't really know any of them. I cared that they, like, were safe, but I didn't care about, like, them battling or, like, I don't know. I just wasn't as, in, I don't say I didn't care. I wasn't, like, invested as, invested as like, mm. the other things. I don't know. But, no, I think story-wise, like, they had to do something there instead of just, like, sitting there, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, if that that's the only reason why that kind of made sense. I wanted to mention Valkyrie's Phantom of the Opera sh- shirt. Shout out that. And also just all oh, yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. Just, she was, like, mainly in casual gear Yeah, I love time. that, too, where she's just chilling. That was chilling. cool. Yeah. Yeah. What is, what is, like, Eternity, like, what is the impact of that now on, like, the... Okay, I could get into this. Okay, so there's, like the higher entities of a universe which eternity is one there's also infinity and there's a whole bunch of other infinity ice cream infinity yes. cones <laughs> i want to go oh there. yeah dude that was so dude, funny i, I how, how long do you think till that's at disneyland <laughs> oh that dude two days yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so eternity is like all of existence in the universe it's like like as we saw it in the film it's like the entity of what the universe is can you only have one wish or is it like as many wishes that's the thing it's that's kind of a new thing with this, at least as far as I know. That it's only one? That's a wish in general. I didn't oh. know that was a wish thing before. Because, again, Eternity is kind of just like... Like, there's been times in Marvel Comics, say, when Adam Warlock and Thanos were battling it out. They, they go talk to Eternity to try to figure out, like, literally, like, state of the universe type stuff. Yeah. It's more like a court of determining how things are going to be with how things are in the universe. But Eternity itself is... Sorry. The universe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's that's interesting. I wonder where that's going to open up. I feel like also when this goes out, I think like next week is Comic-Con. And apparently I've heard rumors that like Kevin Feige is going to be explaining the next phase because pretty because they haven't been to Comic-Con in like two or three years, something like that because of COVID. And so like everything that they mentioned at the last Comic-Con they were at is now like officially out. So yeah. I think they're going to start like kind of showing the bigger picture and like what it's all building towards. Cause I feel like right now it's kind of like, we have no idea. So I, I wonder if eternity will be a part of that or be like more multiverse. Like I wonder, I know yeah. people are kind of complaining about that, but at the same time, you got to think about it from the perspective in which we started from again with like Iron Man, Thor, Cap and all that, like there wasn't a bigger picture then. It was just about telling good stories and then they were made in a way so that way they could then get into like a higher level arch. Yeah. but So I, I feel like we're that, uh, at that point now arc, to where, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Think about my own game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think we're now, like you're saying at this point to where that higher level arc can begin to form because we've seen multiversal stuff. We're seeing higher level entities like eternity. 
it's going to be interesting to see how these higher powers are going to be playing the effect of what's going to be going on. It's definitely going to be Battle World. That's what we're going to be getting towards. I'm telling you that right no, now. No, I think it might. It could be Secret Wars. Could, could be the big thing, or like Kang would be the big bad. Yeah. I don't know. Well, there's like a lot of options. I feel like I've heard mixed reviews about this, and I wanted to hear your thoughts on this. Like, I feel like the first Thor Taika Waititi did, so Thor Ragnarok, the last right. one, yeah. was just so out there and like very tonally different than the first two Thor movies and like that kind of like shock and wow factor of, of like it was like this crazy expectation subversion and so now that we like we're expecting that I feel like this one didn't fall flat but like we were expecting it so there wasn't that like shock factor that like they were like wow this is so fresh and new that like helped the last one so like do you think that could be hurting the perception of it from critics I mean from critics sure but again I feel I like this one a lot because it had more of the artisanal like there's there's so many shots in this one to where if you just took a frame of it it would feel like it was a, its own drawing in a comic yeah. book I and I love that aspect of it I think stylistically I also liked this one. Like, I felt like the last one was very cool and had its definite vision, but, like, I felt like Sakaar almost felt like a hodgepodge of just, like, colors and whatever. Yeah. And this one felt more purposeful. Definitely. Like, I, I totally agree with that. the Shadow Realm. If you were ranking the three, the four Thor movies now, where would you rank this? Starting from worst to best. Worst is going to be number two. The Dark World? Yeah. Okay. We, we know why. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Next one I honestly kind of want to say is number one. Yeah. It's not that it was bad. It's just that it's introductory. It's kind of more old schoolish Thor. Yeah. The bleached eyebrows bring it down. <laughs> yeah. Too many Dutch angles. Yeah. The Dutch angles literally slide it down. <laughs> Gravity. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. So it's just a tassel between three and four. I honestly... Sorry, excuse you. Three and the four. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I feel like three is easier to watch again. But I would personally, I think, watch the four again for the artisanal side of it. Okay. So I think the four is my number one, if I'm being honest. I think I would do Thor 2, The Dark World, at the bottom, then Thor 1. And then I think just as a now initial reaction, again, I haven't had time to sit with it and like process it. I would put Thor 4 at my number two, Mm -hmm. close number two, and then Thor Ragnarok number one. Again, just because that initial like wow factor really sold me the last time and it was like the first time we'd seen thor in this like new light the cut hair was like everything was different yeah and again the pacing in the in thor four thor four it was like a little fast i felt like again maybe if i watched again and like wasn't in the environment of like oh my gosh i'm in like a cast and crew screening like, it could, I could be different yeah i yeah. could have like processed it better and like been more focused so that's entirely possible same thing if i wasn't gassy <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, that also was caused me to lose focus. I was like, "Is Daniel really gonna be my plus one and then like puke in this?" So. No, like, like I wasn't at that point, but like I was. Like, I didn't burping. know though because we were yeah. in the movie and I couldn't ask you, "Yo, are you about to puke?" And then like hear have everyone around me, like, yeah, that would have been bad. No, I would have gone up and left before then. I wouldn't have embarrassed you like that. But thank you. What did you think of the opening battle? We didn't talk about that much, like with the the like guardians and like those just like blue people let's versus... call them the, the glass makers okay oh because their temple was like made of glass yeah yeah like freaking i feel like they were fighting like almost like a version of animal from the muppets like that yeah, honestly I, I again i saw those creatures like months ago and that's immediately what i thought i love their design i think yeah. it's pretty funny 
And also just that moment where Thor like does like jumps up and does like the kick stand thing between that the two bikes. Awesome. I that love was that. hilarious. Again, I love how also he just said like and he summed it up so well himself. He was like, This was like a classic Thor like adventure. And I was like, Yeah, that like I loved that. Like it just felt like it could have been like from a from a comic book, like just a little mini battle, like on his normal adventures. Yeah. Yeah, I loved his like outfit there. He was jacked for this whole film. Oh yeah, totally. Oh, but yeah, and also just the music. Uh, choices. Dude, the, the music killed. Yeah, like specifically, like the music they chose, like like eighties and just like like classic rock songs. Yeah, it was done very effectively, I thought, and I I just really enjoyed. It. I love classic rock just in general, but like seeing Thor use it, just very cool. Whoever did the fluid and particle simulations during the again like the Zeus battle, they were having such a good time. Yeah, just seeing like having the bodies like ragdoll and like like fluid gold come out in the oh my gosh things. that was so cool right and, I, and it kind of got around like i think it was supposed to be their blood but yeah. like i love how that, i mean it didn't it kind of got around the gore <laughs> gore the god butcher uh, <laughs> of they got around the gore of it because it was just like oh it's like fun sparkly glitter gold. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i, I like that as well again yeah and there was like a lot of it yeah there was that was very like i don't know it was like almost satisfying almost no literally Again, I, this isn't going to be like so much. We're going to have too many Easter eggs for this because we tried to go into it kind of blind. Uh, I mean, we have some Easter eggs like from me working on it. So uh, that's kind of <laughs> cool. But yeah, not as many as usual. Speaking of tidbits, I have one. Taika Waititi, when he was working on this, he, you know how he's working on like a, a Star Wars film? Yeah, yeah. So he asked Natalie Portman to be in like his Star Wars film because he just forgot that she was in the prequels already. <laughs> like, because he he just like he just liked working with her like as an actress and like asked her to to be in his. And project. she's like, "Oh, you want me as uh, Padme again?" And he- <laughs> yeah, he's said in his oh, that's funny interviews that he wants to get out of the like Skywalker era like hundreds of years in either yeah, direction. Yeah, yeah. So like, obviously, she, you couldn't be Padme unless she's like it's just her corpse like hundreds of years in the. <laughs> Oh man, Future. that'd be dark. Yeah, sorry. I, it's, uh, this might be a little shorter of an episode, but I'm, it's just late. It's so I mean, hectic, man. It was. It's it was been a long day. Such an experience, you know. I think we still have to just process it. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about with the four post credits? Maybe we'll talk that in a second. But I just love the aesthetic of both, like the dark cage that you have the kids in. Oh yeah. It was very like I don't know. It felt like Tim Burtony in a way. So it's very yeah. cool. But also like again like that last planet thing that they were on. It, I didn't even think about it. It's like a that old animation where it's like a bullet to the moon or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yes. Yeah. The the George a trip to the moon. It's, it's sorry. It's George's Melies. I forget how to pronounce that. Yeah. George's Melies, I believe. A trip to the moon is like one of the first films and one of the first films with like VFX. It's like very famous yes. in like film studies, but. Yeah, it kind of gave you that vibe a little bit. Yeah, especially when the goats crashed into the the planet. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that like was purposeful. Maybe that was homage to that. Yeah, maybe influence in that. That's kind of cool. Yeah, post credit scene. So we had the Valhalla one, like we talked about, and then yeah, Zeus yeah, yeah. alive. Do you think that'll lead to anything? Oh yeah, definitely. What do you think? Now Zeus is gonna get his arm and be like the Asgardians. We're gonna. Well, he's gonna have Hercules. So could that be the th- th- five? Thor five. I think the five might be Herc being sent to Earth to like mess people up i know they're redoing hercules like the Russo brothers are redo or producing a live action hercules remake of the disney project but i want marvel to just also like within a thor movie just like <laughs> redo all of the like hercules classic animation like he, <laughs> he's like singing like i'll be on my way well that's the thing like the the, the shadow monsters some of them had like herculean monsters like like they had the uh, hydra i think you're gonna say they were like singing as they were going. no that'd be hilarious <laughs> though dude the shadow monsters just 
breaking out in the song. <laughs> Dude, I, I wouldn't put it past it, like, in the, the, like, Shadow Realm sequence when, like, all the color went out. That was just such a cool sequence. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was honestly, I think, my highlight of the whole movie was the Shadow Realm fight when it's black and white, but then, like, special instances of uses of color. Yep. And just this unique camera angles on, the, like, this small planet. Very cool. Oh, what do you think about Sif? And her arm and that whole story, yeah. I mean, you said, and I thought this too, like maybe it'll be, she'll get like a metal arm, kind of like Thor does in the Ultimate comics. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, wait, what do you think's going to happen with like Thor as a dad now that he's like, like a kid? Like, what's that going to set up for storylines in the future? Is it, is this, is she, that setting up like she'll be in the Young Avengers maybe? Something? That or she could be kidnapped and something like she could be in danger later on. So that causes him to have like call to action to then save her, you know? That would suck. I mean, not suck, but like just be, be like, I, I'd be ironic because uh, Gore is like his kid and he just kidnapped a bunch of kids. I don't know. I'm interested to see kind of how that goes. I was not expecting... I saw it like towards the end as it was approaching, but like I wasn't really expecting going to this movie that Thor was going to have a kid at the end, you know? Yeah. But it's like love and Honestly, thunder. I thought he was going to like die. Yeah, I thought he might as well. Yeah, yeah. I guess it was kind of sad seeing Jane and him. Yeah, like, that was sad with Jane. Though. Reconnect and then pass. Yeah, the whole thing with the space dolphins, which is beautiful, by the way. I love those effects. Yeah. Also, wait. They said they move in packs of six, and there were seven there. Maybe that's a th- seventh wheel dolphin. <laughs> it's like me in dolphin form. <laughs> All right. Uh, ready to jump into the next segment? Yes. If you have any other questions or stuff we missed for the four, usually again we spend a lot of time like thinking about it beforehand, before the forehand. But we, uh, yeah, just came right out of the movie and had to record this because Daniel flies out tomorrow. Yes. But yeah. So, anyways, totally trivia, trivia tidbits. So, did you know that? Don't read it. Don't read I'm it. I'm not you looking can, at like, the camera. I'm looking okay, at okay. the camera. That Pixar came up with the ideas for a Bug's Life, Monsters Inc., Finding Nemo, and Wally during one lunch break. No. What? <laughs> so weird. <laughs> <laughs> just not looking at my notes. Yeah. So back in 1994, right before the first Toy Story was released, four of Pixar's leading creative directors—that was John Lasseter, Andrew Stanton, Pete Docter, and Joe Ramped—had yeah. a lunch meeting to discuss the future of the company. They got to brainstorming and decided a movie about bugs would make sense for their next film after Toy Story. Because again, remember they had trouble rendering like humans. Yeah, human yeah. skin, and so they did plastic toys, and they felt like bug exoskeletons were kind of the next step and was easily easily enough to develop so then they start talking about monsters inc next pete doctor like that toy story was like based on the kid's idea that like a toy comes to life um when no one's around so he pitched an idea based on another common childhood belief the monster in the closet and that's kind of how monsters inc was born andrew stanton then threw out the idea about an overprotective father since he had just become like a new dad and merged that idea with another thought that he had when he was a kid when he went to the dentist because he when he was a kid he would see fish in the fish tank there and wondered uh if they ever wanted to go home to the ocean and so finding nemo was born interesting and finally as lunch was wrapping up andrew stanton again throughout one last just kind of spitball idea discussing this question he asked what if mankind had to leave earth and somebody forgot to turn off the last robot and that was that spark for wally hmm. whatever restaurant they got lunch at that day i feel like that was have been a good place to get know? like residuals for life <laughs> from pixar <laughs> That's dope. All right, before we jump into the next segment, yes, I have a special three-year anniversary surprise for you. Oh? So just stay here. I knew you were doing something out there. Yeah. You rascal. While he's gone, I'll entertain. Hello, everybody. So, yeah, I'm in California right now. This is weird. It's hot. It's also just because this room is small and I'm sweaty. It's weird holding this mic, but I hope you guys are having a good time. Honestly, it's been a great experience out here. Been out here for like a week. It's been nice seeing all the different parts of the city moving around from Glendale to Burbank to all the way over to Santa Monica, down to Venice Beach. Jake has obviously been a amazing host. You know, he's, he's a good friend. 
honestly, this has just been a great time being able to come out here and have this experience. I know he might be hearing me like through the wall or maybe not, but either way, uh, just thanks, man. Thanks a lot. Sounds like he's back. Oh, are we drinking those? Wait, is this blue milk? Yes, happy anniversary. <laughs> so we're doing, um, for those of you who can't see, I, I've made some blue milk for Daniel. Is it regular I, milk? It's regular like milk, blue? yeah. Okay. Which one do you want? It doesn't matter to me. Okay. So basically, what we're doing rank rally again. Again, this is our segment where we go through and like rank certain things. We were doing, um, we just finished the original trilogy of uh, Star Wars music. So we're going to now go through, we're going to go through our top five Star Wars moments from the original trilogy. And while one person's going, the other person has to finish their blue milk beforehand. It's like nothing. Which one, do you want that one or this one? I'm good. All right. <laughs> so I will go first. Oh, oh, so wait, do I have to? Yeah, so you have to drink your blue milk as I'm going and react. Tell me when. I'm going to go through my top five moments from the entire original trilogy. So my number five, go ahead. You don't have to chuck it. <laughs> and Daniel's going to drink this blue milk in the meantime. <laughs> uh, my number five is Vader Betrays the Emperor. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. It's like the culmination of Anakin and like Vader's story. You can slow down if you want. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> so <laughs> This was probably already in the top five moments of the original trilogy, just looking at episodes four, five, and six, but with the added context of like what happens in the prequels with like Anakin's fall, it makes the sacrifice here like all that more impactful, and he truly is like the chosen one. Mm -hmm. Dude, I have four more to get through. You're totally fine. <laughs> I'm also hot. I was talking to the camera people, hello people, about that. Okay. My number four is the twin sons. So it's again, a very simple moment. Luke, I should have had that on my list. Luke looking at the twin sons, which by the way, you should never look directly into the sunlight, much less two suns. Maybe they're lesser, lesser UV, you know, maybe, maybe he's okay. No, nah, it's a desert planet, bro. But yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's like, it's his hopeful spirit, like looking over the horizon before like his life changes like forever. And the score here is just amazing. It's just a, a great moment. My number three is blowing up the Death Star, the first Death Star. Mm -hmm. ah. Use the force, Luke. Such a great ending to like the first film. And it was changed in the edit. I remember this kind of like a trivia tidbit from a while ago, but in the original cut, the Death Star wasn't about to blow up the rebel base. But I feel like that added tension just elevates mm -hmm. this moment and makes it higher on my list because it's like all that more exciting. So thank you uh, for changing that in the edit, Lucasfilm. <clears throat> you good? Oh, yeah. My number two is Yoda lifting the X-Wing out of the swamp. I mean, again, just such a great lesson. Like, appearances and size matters not. It's about heart and, like, believing in yourself. The score here, like we talked about. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> and then number one mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is no, I am your father. If I could, like, erase my memory and go back... And, and experience that? Yeah, relive only one moment from all of Star Wars, like, as with fresh eyes, it would be this moment. And that's why it's my number one. I get that. I totally get that. Your list and mine are actually kind of similar. All right, time for me to start drinking. Give me your top five Star Wars moments from the original trilogy. All right, so my number five is Obi-Wan and Vader when Obi-Wan does a sacrifice so Luke can escape. It's just an iconic moment. It's nice to see the transition of Luke going into, like, seeing how Ben can be as a Jedi and talk to him later on. Thanks, Jesus my blue milk. Christ. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> number four, Yoda and the Seagulls. And the what? And the seagulls, you know? When is that? It's a bad lip sync thing. I'm doing it so you can I'm doing it so you could put that in for TikTok. But really no, my my four is um it's Yoda uh doing the X Wing. Oh like legitimately. What was your number five again? I was chugging. My number five was Obi Wan and Vader. When Obi Wan dies to Vader and sacrifices himself. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. My number three is Luke and the Barge. For multiple reasons. One is that 
Oh what? my gosh! <laughs> but then also, like you know, like the, the badassery of him, like doing flipping the whole escape and, and the flipping, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Number two is the trench run. So also when they blow up the Death Star, technically, that's the first one. Okay, yeah. got it. Uh, again, it's just an iconic moment. Also for me personally, I like when I forget if it's Battlefront One or Battlefront Two, but they had a game mode where you can do the trench run and they obviously made it like more technically challenging. Like I had to go mm-hmm. in and out and yada, yada. So the first time I did it, I like you're assigned like a hero. So I was literally Luke. So the first time I did it, I was able to get past everyone else and like actually do it. So I was like, Oh, that's cool. That's so actually do it. Yeah. And of course, my number one is no, I'm your father. I called yeah. it. I called it daddy Vader in my notes, but daddy Vader. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, dude, like I totally agree with you. If there's one moment that you could replay for the first time, it would be that because that was such a pivotal input, like impact in Star yeah. Wars and just in film in general. Yeah, the reason we went through and did these moments is because we didn't want to go into the sequel trilogy just yet. So, so <laughs> we want to put that off. You said that to me. You're like, hey, you want to do like your top five moments from the original trilogy? I'm like, so you don't want to do the sequels? I was, huh? I was talking to, to Greg, our friend Greg, about this because he commented that he he liked the just the scores when we were talking about the scores. And I was like, yeah, I was thinking about doing like top five moments. He's like, oh, yeah, that'd be cool. And we kind of got talking about it. So I was already like thinking about it. Yeah, shout, yeah, out, yeah. shout out, Greg. Yeah, we but, should get him on sometime. Yeah. But yeah, so we may, might even do the prequels since we've already done the scores from that. Just again, so we can... I mean, it's good to go through the prequels and also avoid the sequels a little longer <laughs> uh, for the scores. But yeah, there are some. Good, there are definitely a lot of score, good scores in the sequels. There's just like more scores, so we have to like listen to a lot, but... Yeah. Yeah. All right, ready for our patron shoutouts? Yeah, hit me with them. QW Stars Music. Boosh! We got patron Lori, Frank, Rick, Lisa, Evan, Tony. Thank you so much for pledging the tier. Thank you to the shout out. If you like this board over on Patreon, the link is down in the description. You get the audio episode early. Social benefits, cool perks, all that jazz, and, and more. more. Yes, thank you to our Patreon supporters. We seriously really genuinely appreciate you. Oh gosh, I don't have a review or comment. So this, we're jumping into our next segment where we uh, look it's at so reviews. It's so weird seeing you actually like pulling up the reviews. Yeah, so... <laughs> On our latest episode, or two episodes ago, uh, was Kenobi Good, our Obi-Wan Kenobi review featuring Blake's takes. Um, Lunar Butterfly, with two Y's, says Imper- uh, for their top five soundtrack, I think, um, Imperial March, Luke's theme, and the main Star Wars theme will always be my three favorites of all time, but I also love the ones you guys pick. I really don't think anything could ever top the Star Wars soundtrack for me. It's such a great soundtrack. John yeah. Williams is, speaking of goats. A musical god. Yeah, true, goat. and goats, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For the four. Imagine John Williams plays the the goat in the four, <laughs> the mocap. Yeah. Also, I saw the goats pre like all the visual effects. So I saw Drax just wrestling like a blue, just like blob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was funny. Oh, dude, that's one of my favorite things when I saw the VFX breakdown for Infinity War. Yeah. There was this one shot to where like it was a panning shot of like all the heroes and like Drax like just jumped up and tackled like a giant blue yeah, blob. Yeah. But then the camera kept on going to see like a little bit of like the crew. And there's this one guy watching him do it. He's like, yeah. (laughs) That's so funny. All right, that's everything. Are you ready for the introduction? Yeah, tell me when. When? We just talked about whatever we want to talk about, and now we're done. Blah. Thank you so, so much for listening and for bearing with us if there was any technical difficulties with this episode. It's our first in-person one. Hope you enjoy. If you do enjoy, please feel free to leave a comment, review, a like. Thank you for being with us for three years, for however long you've been with us along this journey. 
It's um, been a great time. It's yeah. been really a cool time. Seriously, really appreciate it. We've met a lot of cool people, had some cool opportunities, um, and I'm happy to share it with you. Again, hope I don't lose my job for this one for talking about it. <laughs> we're, we're putting it out after. Like, yeah, it's again. coming out after. You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be good. So I'll be posting some pictures from the premiere, from the screening on my Instagram. So follow follow me there and on the, <laughs> on the podcast Instagram. All right. See you later. Goodbye. Bye.